the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talk it all. Things financial, money investing, and more. Big day on Wall Street. Big up day on Wall Street. Capping, I'm not going to say it's capping, just extending an amazing turnaround from stock market correction, stock market bear market. Uh oh. So, well, that didn't last long. Um, we're running. Now, again, there will be bad days. This is a great time to do a tune up on your portfolio. If there was anything that smelt bad two months ago, get rid of it now because it probably smells a lot better. Um, Stocks jump as the U.S. adds 2.5 million jobs in May. Uh, A big number, a shocking number. Wait, did he just say we added jobs? It's really more people going back to work who were temporarily laid off. And the unemployment rate is still an embarrassing 13.7%. But we probably didn't think we were going to get to 13.7% till after we hit 20%. So we'll see. I feel like there was still a lot of uh, first-time unemployment claims that have kind of played out through the economy in the last couple of months. Hey. Um, someone just walked in. Oh, the joys of not being in an office space. Uh, U.S. economy unexpectedly adds 2.5 million payrolls. Unemployment rate drops to 13.3%. 13.3, I said incorrectly, 13.7%. Um, still a very high number, but way better than last month's 14.7 and the expected 19% unemployment. Average hourly work, average hourly earnings, 6.7% up versus 8.5% expected. So it's a lot of the lower-end jobs that have come back. I know you're saying, move on, move on. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, At one point in time, is that right? Apple set a new all-time high? Okay. So I just saw that stat slide across. It's pulled off, but that's how excited we were this morning. I own shares of Apple. Ford's up 10% today. Ford's one of those stocks that... It's interesting. They sell a lot of cars, but they're very unionized. I am not going to get into a political discussion on pros and cons of unions. I will say that the profitability of a company with a union like Ford versus the profitability of a company like Tesla without a union, it makes me feel more comfortable investing in a company without pensions because I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that's going to come out of COVID-19 and the epidemic, pandemic, was states spent a ton of money 
And some of your friends are police officers, teachers, and um, DMV workers, and you know, arborists for the state of California, and park rangers. They're going to say, "What about my pension? How 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 did that hold up?" And pensions are going to be under under pressure. I'm not saying they're going to fail, but times like these are not good for pensions. Ballooning deficits are not good for pensions and security of pensions. American Airlines up 30% today. There is an increased optimism. Vegas opened up. Now, Vegas, the statistics are saying it's going to be 2023 before people are having unadulterated activities like that are caught on camera. Like, whoa, Vegas is back kind of thing. Um, but they're open. And last night, I, I was watching people check into hotels in Vegas and watching what you know casino tables look like in Vegas. And it's not sexy and fun. It's not the Vegas that's on the TV commercials. So it looks like kind of a Vegas on a cancer ward where everyone's like, no, it, there is some unadulterated stuff. Like, there is some crowding. So we're getting a lot of mixed messages on what things should look like and what they're looking like. It's um, not as sterile as you would imagine. Healthcare sector consumer staples um, are underperformers today. Outperformers are energy. When you when you have people working, they consume energy. When you have people working, they're driving to work. When you have people working, they're probably doing something like making things. And then they go home and they want things that are made for them, and that's energy. Financials doing very, very well in industrials. All 11 sectors are in the green today. Nothing's not working. I hate days like this. You can basically close your eyes and throw a dart and do okay. I'm not suggesting that as a theory. Wow, the Dow's up 878. I wondered. We started up 700, then we were up 600. And uh, getting a little bit of strength going. Again, the value is doing well. Some of the companies that were left for dead, Internet Roadkill. That's so funny. I used to call the stocks in 2000, 2002, Internet Roadkill, that were all like just getting just trashed. Uh, the Internet stocks, because we love the Internet stocks in 96, 97, 98, 99, start of 2000, and then we trashed them 2000, 2001, 2002. And sometimes I'd refer to like, oh, pets.com, that's Internet Roadkill. And to be cute, I'd go, oh, that's Internet Superhighway Roadkill. Um, and that doesn't even sound, that sounds dated now. Internet super highway or super internet highway. Like, doesn't that sound weird? And that was a term. Shocking jobs report is the story of the day. Leisure and hospitality, leisure and hospitality, hospitality. Speak English, Rob. Leisure and hospitality um, drove jobs numbers higher. That's nice. Now, some of this is going to be odd. Um, I think we all know restaurants were gone for two weeks. And then some of them started figuring out curbside and carryout and delivery. Those are the jobs that probably came back the most. I have not looked at the data. It just came out this morning. Um, the May jobs numbers show an unexpected jump in payrolls. Looking into the data, though, the leisure and hospitality sectors, which have been hit hardest, uh, during the shutdown, added 1.2 million jobs. It's the largest rebound. The industry has lost 7.5. Now, you do get my abacus. 7.5 million uh, add back in 1.2. 
666, um, what is that? Six, oh, I can't do the math. 6.3. I can do the math. So there's still 6.3 million jobs in the service industries that are like waiting. But we thought this number was going to be worse for a while. And I got better sooner. Um, I will get some more data into the jobs numbers, but I really want to see it. Like, for instance, I know we lost a lot of government jobs, but I know we added leisure and hospitality. We added education and health care. Um, so there's, there's some data here. And April to May is what you're looking at, the short-term data, which I typically come on the air, and I say, don't look at the month-to-month. You need more smoothness and trends. But right now, I want you to look at the month-to-month. Construction jobs are coming back. Manufacturing jobs are coming back. Retail jobs are coming back. That bodes well for stocks in those sectors. That bodes well for those sectors in the S&P 500. Um, you know, you're, there's going to be questions on how profitable and such like that. But the month-to-month is, is looking pretty encouraging. And that's why the market's up 858 points today. Man, that's a big one. Can we hold it? You want to place a bet? The tables are closing. Tables are open. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I wake up. I usually take a good eyeball look at the stock market before I go to bed. And then when I wake up at 3, 4, 5, um, rarely is there a day that I get to sleep till 5. But rarely is the day that I get up at 3 as well. So I shouldn't really terribly mislead you. But I see instantly, this is going to be one of those days that we're up 600 points. I'm like, whoa. Macy's, the biggest jobs increase ever of 2.5 million as the economy starts to recover. Okay, so keep some thoughts here, okay? We went from March, lights off, to April. Well, let's look outside the door, as far as economy speaking. To May and June, it's like, well, Georgia's partying. We might as well go to a party, too. Um, so some of the numbers are going to be instant snapback numbers. That's stronger. Maybe the next 11 uh, months of numbers will be a little more realistically and slower. But again, we've put so much money into stimulus. Uh, but also, there's there's some questions. Uh, as people have saved, as people have locked down, they've saved money. California is a really weird example of what's happening, and I, I gotta imagine a lot of counties are like this around the country. Um, if you're 25 miles away from a big city, it's kind of like happy days. It's, it's people are partying. People are getting together. Restaurants are open. Um, but if, if you're in that 25-mile range, the, those are the cities that are on most lockdown. The big cities and the immediate 25 miles. But then once you get 26 out, it starts to open up. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Wall Street is starting to rotate into value. We've seen it with the recent outperformance of the Russell 2000. What's interesting to note about it is someone like a CFP, Chad Burton, can go, um, you know, I, the market's good. 
I, I don't really like big tech because they've had you know amazing year after amazing year after amazing year. Uh, value looks certainly more interesting than growth, and he could be wrong for fifteen months, and then one month the value can catch up, and boom, it's like whoa, he was right. And eventually people give up on waiting for value. They're, they wonder if it's a value trap. Value tends to do best when business cycle conditions are depressed, but improving, like now. So it pays to diversify your portfolio from just 10 tech stocks in times just like this. Boeing stock is rocketing higher. Boom, boom, boom. They're going to the moon. American Airlines said in a Thursday news release it was flying about 110,000 passengers a day. In April, it was down to 32,000. If you're going to book a vacation and you're going to try to get any deal, today may be the last day to do it if this data continues to look like this. I'm not trying to push you in to get in a vacation. Just wait for me to get mine first. <laughs> That's all I... I'm kidding. Um... <clears throat> But it is out there. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some serious stuff will continue to pop up um, as COVID eases. Yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said, you know, we should start thinking about opening schools back up. I was like, "Eh, that's a positive. Morgan Stanley says the U.S. will not want to risk uh, breaking the phase one deal with China. The U.S. would be focused on the economy right now and will not want to break phase one deal. So super important that trust or relationships between China and the United States stay somewhat positive in the next couple of weeks. Um, Right now, we don't want to shut down a relationship with China that would shut down world economies. I know a lot of people live in a world where, like, screw the world. I just want my economy to be good. Uh, No, you don't. What you want is your economy slightly better than someone else's, but you want all economies to be working well and essentially creating demand. Um, And the more wealth you create in the world, probably the less problems you're going to have as far as healthcare goes, as far as terrorism goes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So U.S.-China is going to start becoming a little bit more important, maybe, I think. I should be. Um, seeing how Vegas does, airlines continue to be a, a, a canary in the coal mine, so to speak. How many people are they flying back and forth? The World Health Organization says they're, they're seeing an uptick in cases after the Memorial Day reopening around the world. Global deaths have now hit 390,000. Can we live with an uptick in COVID? Our stock market saying yes, we could live with it. Again, um, I see the stock market is saying in sixty days or in six months, we're going to be in a much better position than we're in now. So, if you just woke up, the U.S. surprisingly added jobs. We were supposed to go to about 18, 19, 20 percent unemployment, and we dropped from fourteen ish down to the high thirteen. Still an awful number. Don't get me wrong. Um, And when you start breaking down the subsets of population, 
still some of the videos on police forces around the country in the last 72 hours. Some of them are still like, like be on your, like, do not knock a grandfather over. <clears throat> There's a grandfather standing right in front of you. There's a, slow down guys. And they just knock him right over and his head starts to bleed. We got to get rid of some of those videos for the stock market to really feel comfortable that writing and COVID's not going to be the story for the rest of the year, that the story for the rest of the year could possibly be something along the lines of when do sports open up? When do schools open up? When does the election happen? When does the U.S. and China get off their, 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 their how shall we say, political stances and work together? So the surprise number in adding jobs, and again, I don't know, I did not have a good feel for it, and I, I never pretend to. I'm not polling anyone. I'm, I'm clearly using other people's data when we're talking jobless numbers. But a lot of the data felt like we weren't going to get a, a great read. We weren't seeing, um, it felt like the mom and pops were opening back up. It felt like it didn't feel like people, uh, it didn't feel like we're adding jobs. We're just going back to work. So the market's opened up huge. They're starting to go uh, drift a little bit sideways and a little bit lower. Um, Apple opened up six. It went up seven. Then it went up six. Then it went up five. Then it's up four. So we're starting to give back some of the oversized start. Again, the weekend is here. It is up upon us. What will happen? A lot of question marks. Um, will there be more riots? Will there be police force? Will there be military force? Will Putin say something to provoke us? Uh, lots going on in these markets, but congratulations. A huge day where we're saying this is a milestone, adding jobs from cutting jobs. I'm Rob Black. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Stocks are doing their thing. In March, when things were bad, when we were cutting jobs at an aggressive rate when we're telling people just go home, be safe, social distance, don't cough on people when the rhetoric was like really, really loud. Um, That's when Biden had the biggest lead on Trump in the polls. Now, again, I don't know if you believe in polls. I don't know if you're Republican or Democrat. I'm not saying anything along those lines, but when we were in our darkest hours of nation, we're like, we need new leadership. It'll be interesting over this weekend. Uh, I think I saw yesterday Biden was up by about 11 points nationally, which is huge. And he was up in the swing states that basically Trump won to beat Clinton. So Biden was doing what he was supposed to be doing in theory. <clears throat> Some people would say he's doing nothing right now. He's just kind of like letting Trump do <clears throat> his campaigning for him. As the economy shut down, just people vote with their wallets. We will see in the next couple of weeks if the polls start to look better for Trump. You will learn people vote with their wallets. Um, And that's how America elects a president. Kind of. For the incumbents. 
Um, Apple's up $4.60 today. I own shares of Apple. Um, Broadcom is a 5G play. Broadcom came out and said, hey, we are very excited about the next two years of product rollout. So it's good for Broadcom, it's good for Apple, in theory. Loosely, you can say, okay, who else? And that's when you, you you have to know your stocks. If you're a stock person, I don't want you to be a stock person. I want you to live your best life and be a great parent if you're a parent. And uh, live your best life and be a, a great you know, marriage candidate if that's your thing. And live your best life and like save money. Like, uh, Not very political. Ten-year treasury <clears throat> has surged up to 90 basis points. If you've listened for the last 12 weeks, 13 weeks on this show, I've been pretty adamant as the 10-year treasury went lower and lower. It told us that we're more on the brink of disaster. And as the 10-year treasury goes higher and higher, it will tell us that we're getting away from the brink. Um, At 30 basis points, it was a pretty dark time. At 90 basis points, it's not good. We still have over 10% unemployment. Unacceptable. But better than we thought. So we'll, we'll take the foot off the neck. Bad use of terms? Absolutely. But when the 10 years down at 35 basis points, we're putting pressure that the economy can't live through. So now we're kind of easing up and the 10 years kind of like saying, okay. Now, what's interesting is the easiest money or the biggest money to be made was when we were down at 35 basis points. We are not going to see a rally like this maybe ever again in our life. This is the best 50-day stock market rally History suggests that the S&P 500 has gained a record 39.6% since the uh, 2020 low. This is making it the best 50-day stretch in the history of the market. Um, And after that period, the S&P 500 tends to do well after big rallies. Kind of interesting, right? Um, 800-516-1220. To get your calls on the air. How well does the market do after it hits a record stretch or a pop up in a 40% gain? It tends to be up about another 9% over the next six months. Now, again, 50 day big push. Boom. We love it. You're not going to get another 50 days like that. It's going to become a lot choosier. And the 10 year treasury is the one that's telling us this. 800 516 1220 to get your calls in the air. Earnings are pretty interesting right now. DocuSign. Um, we still have been buying houses. We've still been doing refinances. We've still been doing things where we have need for a legal signature. And DocuSign is one of those weird little companies. Like, tell me what they do. And it's like, you know what they do. Um, have you ever had to sign a contract and all parties need to sign it? And, you know, it sends off to one person and it sends off to another person. And then the third person and all three parties get it. It's a pretty awesome, um, turnkey kind of business where you don't have to get in your car, where you don't have to touch people. So DocuSign shares are on the rise after a better than expected quarter. And again, more rollout. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say a Zoom, Zoom video. Zoom video has done incredibly well. DocuSign has done incredibly well staying open and being functional and being useful when we weren't really needing it. Pressure's coming off the market. Uh, market tends to look six months down the road. The bond market tends to look more now. 
So that's why when I tell you the bond market going from 35 basis points to 50, we saw record low mortgage rates, record low. Um, we may not get there again in your lifetime. Depending on how long you live, right? Um, are we in for a long term of low interest rates? I think we are. But again, now that interest rates are starting to move higher, the gains are less easy. And when the Federal Reserve starts saying, okay, once we go from 13.7% unemployment down to 5%, and the Fed says, okay, now, now, okay, we're going to start raising interest rates because we don't want it to go to 4% unemployment or 3% unemployment or 2% unemployment or 1% unemployment, um, creates too much inflation creates too much pressure for employers to find qualified employees, creates a lot of opportunity for employees to tell employers when there's 4% unemployment, hey, you need to pay me more money. Which, again, Wall Street tends to like a little bit at a time. But the pressures coming out of the 10-year, that was a very, very stressful time. And I, in history, we're going to look back at on and say, um, it could have been worse there, I bet. What was it trying to tell us? Because it was telling me in real time in the bond market. Oil has made a big comeback in the wake of the historic dip. The rebound in prices is a positive development for the market and a signal that we're probably moved through the worst of the un- underlying imbalance of oil. The cuts will taper down OPEC and non-allied, non-OPEC, collectively known as OPEC Plus. They're going to extend current production cuts of 9.7 million barrels per day past their expiration of June. But the cuts will start to taper off on July 1st. So Saudi Arabia and OPEC got serious about, okay, we don't, we know Saudi Arabia can pump as much of it out of the ground as they want. And Saudi Arabia could supply the whole world, probably, in a situation where we are shut down in the month of March. So we kind of got a, a massive imbalance going there. We were, you know, we were still pumping, we we're still pumping, we we're still pumping, but the economy is shutting down faster and faster and faster. So again, some of this good news is going to start to slowly turn into okay. We need more jobs. The easy rebound in the job numbers is there. Yes, we'll continue to see, you know, we will cut down on the, we will continue to add to employment, add people back. The question is, are we adding people back or are we adding new jobs, better paying jobs? Are people going back, you know, at 30 hours versus 33 hours a week? Um, Are they going back and finding, you know, hey, we don't need both bodies. We'll just bring one body in um, to do the work. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And again, it's tricky how hiring people comes back into play and how you really notice, hey, I didn't really need all these people. I know one very big business that I'm studying right now that I think for better or for worse, they've set in place um, what their company is going to look like for the next year. And then after that, they're trying to hold on to the people that they absolutely positively think are key and important. But they're trying to say, we need to let go of some of the dead weight. And we got a lot of dead weight in the last 10 years. Um, We created new positions that we didn't really need to create. So that's out there. Majority of companies in the industry of oil don't make money at low prices. And even Russia and Saudi Arabia need oil to be higher than $55 a barrel to balance their budgets. 
So if Russia and Saudi Arabia, two countries that are super, super important, they've got a lot of oil. I'd rather be Saudi Arabia's, Saudi Arabia's oil because it's really sweet and clean. And Russia's got the, the Russian oil. It's dirtier. It takes more refining. Both are kind of important to the system, but the sweet crude is the one that you want. So, And if both of their national budgets depend on oil being around $55 a barrel and we're in the mid-30s, we're going to see higher oil prices down the road. We want Saudi Arabia. We want Russia to do well. Not terribly well, but well. I know you're saying you're showing your national colors today, Rob. Don't do it. Don't do it. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I feel like if this market rally holds today, then maybe I could start going back to a normalized show. Talking more about how much are you saving? Have you insured your car? Have you insured your house? Um, you see where I'm going out with that. Going to talk about a new company called Nikola. Um, clearly, Tesla was named after Nikola Tesla. And Nikola is a electric trucking company. I'll talk about these two companies in the next segment. Um, a lot of people see this as going to be a futuristic transportation company that you're going to want to own a piece of, much like we all regret we don't own a piece of Tesla and been holding on that one for a couple of years. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. This is on my Apple playlist. Missed connections. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The markets are saying we're going to look better after COVID is behind us. Better than we were. The markets have moved that far, that fast, from perilous to we're in a better position. Or is this a head fake? Or is this a short squeeze? Or what is this? It's really important that they, I just asked my producer, I said, we've been working together over a year, but let's just call this one crazy freaking fracking year. I said, will you take away any life lessons? Because I'm twice his age. Will you... Like when you're you know, 40 or 35 and you have a kid and we look up and hear about the news and hear something along the lines of, yeah, the 10-year treasuries plummeted today from 100 basis points all the way down to 50 basis points. And you'll go, that's a good time to buy. Will lessons be learned? I told you yesterday, um, or was it two days ago, I got an email from someone that he was just bitter and upset and pissed because he works in the healthcare industry. How dare the stock market come all the way back? How, like, I see the front lines. I see the cost. I see the death. And he's been investing in the market, and he's worth millions of dollars. And he was pissed at it. And I was like, that's a good sign. You're looking for the things that don't make sense to make sense. Wall Street's happiest, or Wall Street's got the most opportunity when it's saddest. That's when you get, you know, God, every every website I go to right now is showing a cop putting his knee on the guy's neck. Like, this is nuts. Um, you can't get away from that story or the images, and you're not supposed to. Interesting twist this week. The Washington Post did a little investigating on their boss. That would never fly in my world. I don't like to be investigated. I don't want to investigate my bosses. Um, at the TV station that I work at, 
they're owned by a publicly traded company. And on occasion, people will walk, you know, bosses will walk into my office like, hey, how's our stock looking? I'm like, I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm bad. I don't want to get into this in any way, shape, or form. So and don't tell me anything. I don't want to tell you anything. But the Washington Post is doing a little investigation into Jeff Bezos. And what they learned is how much money does the wealthiest man in the world with a fortune of $143 billion who owns the Washington Post, how much is his charitable giving worth compared to the average person? So far, he's given $100 million to Feeding America and up to $25 million for all in Washington, a statewide relief effort in Washington. For the median American, Bezos is giving the equivalent of donating $85. His aerospace company, Blue Origin, just uh, said that they're going to make 3D face shields for the healthcare workers. So we maybe it's a little bit more. I don't know. But that's not a lot. Or is it a lot? And in the end, I'm going to say, it's not my money to spend. But it's interesting, right? Bill Gates and Twitter's Jack Dorsey. The Washington Post highlighted that they gave equivalently about $283. Gates gave about $283 per person. Bezos, about $85. Um, The 50 wealthiest Americans have a collected net worth of about $1.6 trillion. I love numbers. They strangely called me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit um, about a company called Nikola. It became, their press releases started to really get out there this week. Ticker symbol NKLA. Futurist transportation company. It is a, got a market cap of about $12 billion. It's getting a lot of press. Um, Elon Musk kind of started the all-electric world and said, you know, combustible gas companies, um, engine co- combustible engine companies, you're on target. Like He gave them notice. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, obviously um, getting some competition. We've seen some companies try to compete so far with Tesla. Some of them are doing it independently, like with software for automated driving. Some of them are doing it with all electric cars. Um, none of them have worked so far on the level that Tesla's worked on. There's a car company you'll hear of on occasion out of China. They're the Tesla of China. But our government, um, Pompeo recently said, defense secretary, he goes, I'm going to probably put out a list of, you know, you can't trust Chinese accounting. I'm like, oh, why is the news always like protectionist? Why is it always like you can't trust that person over there? You can't trust the police. You can't trust that person. You can't trust why it's, it's finger pointing right now. Uh, we could trust them last year and the year before and the year before, but now we may not be able to trust Chinese companies. Like, why did it take you that long to tell us that? So, and I think the answer is it's very political. Nikola makes trucks, the heavy-duty variety that whole cement that transport goods across America. The smaller heavy-duty trucks are battery-powered like Tesla cars. Those are due to be sold around 2021. The larger semi-trucks are powered by hydrogen fuel cells, and they're due around 2023. Nikola says that they've got a $10 billion worth of order backlog already. Down the road, Nikola says, hey, we're going to need more product. We can't just be 
a two product company. So we're going to get into light trucks, the kind that Ford and General Motors makes. Uh, don't think of them as pickup trucks, a little bit bigger. A fuel cell, what is a fuel cell? This is something we learned about in the 90s in the investment community. It uses chemical energy to create electrical energy using catalysts. We still haven't got it priced correctly, but the byproduct is H2O. No carbon dioxide, no greenhouse gas, uh, or no carbon dioxide, which is a greenhouse gas, um, just water. Hydrogen is usually made by splitting water using electricity. Nikola wasn't immediately available to comment on its hydrogen creation capture technology. So there's a lot of questions here. But people are starting to say, could it be the next Tesla? Thought I'd throw it out there for you. Ticker symbol NKLA. Go do your own homework. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.